I'll make them all see that I could be anything I wanna be. If you got a dream, then you need persistence and lots of belief. Yeah. Yo, don't take that. Negative energy, I replace that. I just wanna be me, I don't fake that. I just wanna be free, yeah, chase that. I got a new obsession. It's helping and teaching and giving everyone a lesson. It's living and winning and building something that's impressive. I don't wanna do the same thing, I wanna be progressive. Got a lot of dreams that I make come true. Got a lot of things that I wanna do. Got a lot of goals that I wanna prove. And there's not a lot of time, so I gotta make moves. I am your man, Kyle George. And I'm Rodney Harris. And welcome to another episode of A Different Angle. So, um, I would be uh, remiss if I don't mention this. So, as you guys know, if you've been longtime listeners, uh, Rodney and I are huge wrestling fans. And one of the greatest minds of the wrestling industry of all time passed away at 36 yesterday. Um, his stage name was Bray Wyatt, but his, uh, his real name was Wyndham Rotunda. And, you know, I, I've said this on our podcast. We just came back for season three, Four Corners Commentary. That was, uh, yesterday. Um, but he, he meant a lot to a lot of people. Um, his character development captivated audiences all around, all around the world. Um, Man, it, it's a this is this is a really hard blow. Um, he passed away at 36. Um, and if you guys, uh, if people know me personally, to which I'm just gonna say it now, obviously, but um, I will be 36 in a few weeks, or a couple weeks. Um, so it, it's it's you know, uh, one of my brothers on the forecourt as a commentary said it uh, best, where you know, at 36, you shouldn't really be thinking about your mortality. Um, so we know we know things happen at all ages at all different times but i just want to say uh rest in peace to bray wyatt um we give our we send our prayers and condolences to the families and friends and fans of bray wyatt um so with that being said rodney how's your mental Man, it's been a rough um 12 hours. I tell you that right now. Um getting that news yesterday, right in the almost the evening, towards the end of the day, was pretty much um it was a blow, especially being on Kobe Day was hard yeah. for me. Um, as we know, as you guys all know, I'm a giant Laker fan, been since birth. Mm. And Shaquille O'Neal is my favorite player of all time. But the a one A, that's one A and one B is Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And on Kobe Day, I was sitting here going through it and I'm like, man, man I just missed the Mamba, man. I wish he was still here. And then I look at my phone and I get this notification that Ray passed away. Mm-hmm. So it's like, now my man, like, I'm, and I call, I remember on being on the phone with you and I said this to you. We get so attached so to these figures, characters, personas that they play. But we're we're fans of the product, and we wouldn't be a good fan if we didn't get attached. We wouldn't be right. We we wouldn't be doing our job as a viewer and as an, as a consumer if we were didn't feel something after losing someone. Right. That's a part of the crew. So, to his family, my condolences to to the whole WWE universe to to mm-hmm. the. 
the, the company in which was helping put food on the table. I know you guys are going through it right now. You lost a dear friend. But keep in mind, somebody lost their father. Somebody mm-hmm. lost their mother. Somebody lost their son. Husband. Don't forget that. And husband. Keep that in mind. So that IRS has to put his son at 36 years old and lay the rest. And no parent ever wants to bury their child. Right. So right. let's keep that in mind. And for those on social media, mind your tongue. Please. Be smart. Be smart. Read the room. Just right. read the room. That's all I'm going to tell you. Look, I mean, I don't think I don't think a number will uh, will suffice for today's episode on on the level of what, what we're feeling. Um, you know, thing things have been up and down, but that's life, right? That's that's what we go through. That that's part of you know, just just like just like you know, birth is a part of life, so is death. And we we say <laughs> we say it is damn near in every episode, right? We try to we try to give y'all as much of an open book um, from us as possible. And for somebody who is terrified of death, it, it's, it. I feel like the best way to describe it is that it feels like a black hole in your gut. And no matter how much you put in, it just doesn't go away until you kind of just get out of your head. So, but once again, man, I, I just, you know, it's, it's, it's just really tragic you know the man the man had so much to give he gave so much um he went through his own mental mental health issues which is insane because rod and i before we even started this show we were talking about trying wanting to have him on the show um so because he's gone through his own mental health and and survived from it so so once again man just r.i.p to to bray wyatt Aka uh, Wyndham Rotunda, um, brother, we we thank you for everything that you've given us and and all of the memories. Okay. With that being said, let's lighten up the mood <clears throat> a tad. So today we have on a previous guest that we had we wanted on again. Um, she gave us so much information. We were speaking about parenting last time. We were speaking about um her in the motorcycle community excuse me uh we spoke about something uh, we spoke about some some martial arts um there was there was a few topics but today we're going to touch on a few more and maybe elaborate on a couple so with that being said we have my mom back on the show miss sharon george how you doing lady <laughs> hello 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 first of all guys um we're going to go back just a tad um, to what you guys are saying earlier about mental health. Mental health affects everyone, no matter how young, no matter how old. I just had knee surgery on um, the 1st of, of August, and last week was a tough week for me, mentally. You know, um, I'm not able to drive. I felt trapped in a house. You know, I had to ask people to do things for me. Now, I have great friends. God bless them. They were wonderful to me. But that's not me. You know, I'm, I'm going to do what I need to do. So mentally, it put me in a really bad place for a couple of days. But you know what? Um, I have my own philosophy because I've had ups and downs, trials in my life. And it's, it's a human emotion. Depression is a human emotion. And we all go through it. Sadness is a human emotion. But it's not that we go through it. It's when we stay there that that's the issue. 
So I put myself, I went from allowing myself 72 hours to allowing myself 48 hours. And now I would allow myself 24 hours to be in that place. Mm-hmm. And, but I know after that 24 hours, it's like I slapped myself in the face, you know, <laughs> come out of it, you know? Um, and we all have to realize how blessed we really, really are. 36 is a hard, my son is going to be 36 and I can't imagine, you know, losing him. But, um, you know, we have two, two things in our lives, the day we are born and the day we die. Those are the, those are the two positives. Those are the things we can count on that are going to happen at this point. But, um, for just give me, give, give your mother this indulgence and just give me, Give me 20 seconds and let's just do a prayer because I think at this point in time, this is what we all need. Okay. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come to you as humbly as we know how, just thanking you. Thank you for our blessings. Thanking you for waking us up this morning because you didn't have to do it, but you did. Thank you for the use of our limbs, Father God. Thank you for just being you. Thank you for allowing us to see another day. Father God, we come to you now with the loss of, of this wrestler Wyatt and his family and we and his fans. And we're going to ask, Father God, that you comfort them and give them strength along with his fans. Because if you love someone that you are a fan of, it hurts just as bad as if it was a family member. So we're going to ask that you comfort everybody and heal them. Let them know that you are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and through you, all things are possible. Thank you, Father God. We love you. We trust you. We believe in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, I'm done. Okay, so. Um, I needed that. I needed that. Yeah. Thank you. Some, you're welcome. You're welcome. Sometimes that's all, that's all we need to do. We need to be able to release. Um, I, as I got older, I found that that's how I release. When I get it, I go, I, I'm, I'm a prayer mama. So if y'all want it, call, call the sister because I go in my prayer closet. Okay. Um, because sometimes that, that being able to let it go and give it to a, and let it go. Once you let it go, then it's almost like a relief on your heart. You know, it's almost like a, a, a relief of, of it when you're able to do that. So, um, just for everyone listening to the podcast, um, just as you guys, everyone on your podcast, I just want to let them know that no matter who it is, no matter what power you believe in, how higher power, even if you don't, just know that sometimes you have to release. You have to release your hurt, your anger. Um, sometimes we're going through ups and downs with jobs and work and money and all those things. Sometimes we need to release it and let it go and let it transfer to that higher power. And then we're able to focus on what we need to do. So just remember that, 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 that's, that's, that's mama ninja's tip for the day. Okay. <laughs> Moving right along. Right. Well, <laughs> we appreciate that mom. Um, look, I don't, I don't really think there's any more, any more I can say about it. Uh, so with that being said, Hey Rod, why don't you, uh, Dive into the Brought to you by Welch's Truth Snacks. Come on, Welch's, oh, let's get us some promotion. Wait, okay, they are Sorry. not. They are not sponsoring us. All right, just no, so no, no. Know. But we're trying to get that sponsorship because I mean, Mama likes them. I mean, Mama likes yeah, I mean, them. So you know, we're like, trying I'll to get take, that sponsorship up in here. Like, you know, to keep me healthy. This gets me out of depression. Welch's Truth Snacks. Okay. <laughs> hey, listen. You know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Amazing. No, it's funny that she says that that gets out of out of the mood because lightsaber gummies. Uh-huh. Gets there you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I, 
Uh, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need my our uh, my partner over here to go get me some gummies real quick. I, I feel this kind of way right now. I don't know what it is, but something about that. It's, uh, it's so, so about something about that. That's um, like that, the greatest gummies that, that of all fruity, time. That's what that, it is. That fruity flavor. That fruity flavor. Something about that fruity flavor. So, so come on, I'm come on, on, uh, come on. Who makes Welch's fruit snacks? Welch's. Come on, Welch's. We need, um, we need some, we need some dollars here for some promotion because we're promoting your product over here. So we need some sponsorship dollars. Brooklyn, <laughs> buy Welch's. Okay. For real. <laughs> hey. Topic I had when we talked a lot about um your background a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And we had so much, it was so much information, and we, we enjoyed every bit of it. The one part that I didn't get the chance to ask about was and in, in your life, you took up a an outlet, something that you mm-hmm. really enjoy and that you turned into uh, com- to be competitive. Now, some people mm-hmm. do it as a side thing, you know, just to have a little fun. But you said, no, I want to take this, and if I'm going to do it, I'm going to put my 110 into it. And I'm gonna win. I'll be the best at it. Ballroom. Mm-hmm. Now, your son has taken the liberty of showing me some really great, cool videos of you getting down and doing your thing. How did the ballroom dancing start? And, and oh, how, what made you decide? You know what? I'm gonna take that competitive nature in me, and I'm gonna be the best on ballroom dancer of all time. Well. Back in 1904, no, no, back in um, um, uh, four score, <laughs> four score and 24 years ago. Um, well, what happens is that I've always been a dancer, always, um, um, always could do. I was, I was that kid that knew all the latest dances. I was uh, hospitalized as a kid, and the nurses would come in my room at night with music for me to teach them how to dance. It was hilarious. Um, um, so that's always been something that's been in, in my blood and, and something that I could do. Um, um, did a couple of music videos back in the day, which really no, none of, nobody that dances even knows I did, did that. But anyway, if they do now, but I'm home. Um, <clears throat> but what happened was that COVID hit. Everybody was sitting at home with their finger up their nose um, or other orifices. But anyway, um, and um, as you know, I'm a, fly, I'm a flight attendant. And we had a, um, the, our job gave us a chance to either work or to stay home, but they'll pay you half the salary because, you know, just wasn't enough flights, whatever. So I said, well, you know what? I'm going to stay home because I'm not going out there and catch those cooties that everybody else got. So um, um, I, I stayed home and I guess it was 2020. No, let's go back. February of twenty. Um, I went to a home show locally and because I was in the process of purchasing a home and um, <clears throat> I won a free dance lesson at um, uh, Arthur Murray Studios. So they called me, you know, about uh, three or four weeks later and I said, oh, no, no, I'm giving clothes on the house. I can't do it. So they called me again. I said, oh, no, no, no COVID. I can't do it. So then they called me again in November. And you know, I had been sitting in the house. I was just, no, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't November. It might have been October, um, September, October. And they said, um, no, no, you know, I've been sitting around the house. Come on and take a lesson. And they said, well, this is how we do things. We got COVID protocols, blah, blah, blah. So I go and I take a lesson. It's supposed to be a 20 minute lesson. And I get on the dance floor with the instructor. Like I said, the 20 minute lesson turned into an hour lesson for me. Because once he got me on the dance floor, any steps he did, I could do. 
anything he did, I could follow. And um, he said, well, why don't you come? And, you know, we discussed it. And I got into it. So um, once I got into it and, um, you know, you get that, oh, you're a natural. Oh, you're a natural. Uh, no, I got rhythm. But anyway, um, but <laughs> I mean, pretty much that's why I, I clap on the tune, not the one. Okay. So, um, um, and what, what amazed him was that whatever he went to teach, even dancers that I didn't know, uh, once I learned the basic steps, he could do whatever he wanted to do. Throw in more steps, turns, spins, whatever, and I had it. So he said, so um, then um, I was out, I, had, I was in a car accident in November, and I was out for a while. But then when I started back up again, I went in with a vengeance. And um, I went to my first, comp I went to my first competition, and now I had no idea of the structure or anything. I just wanted to go because I had been watching it um, all my life. Uh, my daughter and I used to watch on PBS, Rita Moreno, for those people that are older that are on your podcast, used to like do... The like, like, it, like it wasn't real. <laughs> no, no, PBS. Because um, nobody even knows what PBS is anymore. Um, 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 public broadcasting station systems. And um, Rita Moreno used to cover the big ballroom competitions. And and Kyle Sisson I used to watch. And I was just amazed at, you know, the dancing and and I knew all the all the Corky Ballards and all these other people that were dancing. So uh, when I got a chance to do it, I got into it. My first competition, I knew nothing. When I say nothing, I knew nothing. I just went out there to have a great time, you know, and I won. Um so after that, you know how that is. You get that taste, that taste of victory, boy. You like, <laughs> so then I decided, um, well, um, let me see how, how, let me see how far I can go. You know, everyone kept saying, how long you been dancing? And my instructor was like, um, four months or five months, whatever it was. And they were like, there's no way, there's no way. She's been only dancing five months. So, um, I just decided to see, hey, went to a couple competitions and once I learned the structure and how it went and everything, I was like, you know what, I could do this. So I just wanted to see how far a woman of my age could go in the competitive ballroom world. So um, I'm out now with my knee. Um, I've also switched um, instructors. I now have an instructor who is, uh, he was a 2019-2021 Mambo Ballroom champion. Um, I'm working with him now, yo, to do this phenomenal, phenomenal. And he's cute, so I look good just standing next to him. Um, mm -hmm. so, um, so, and I've been working with him. And, and when I decided to go this competitive route, it was just, he's going to take me there. So my goal is next time, you know, maybe not this year. No, definitely not this year. Um, um, Blackpool in England has the um, Olympics of ballroom dancing. Mm -hmm. And that's my goal to go there and to compete there. Um, hopefully, maybe next year I'm going to the Super Bowl of ballroom dancing, which is called Ohio Star Ball, and it's located in Ohio. So if I can get those in the next couple of years, 
then, you know, and I'm just saying, fortunately, they do it according to age group, you know, bracket, that kind of thing. So, you know, I won't be competing against 20 year, year olds that be, you know, can throw their leg up behind the head like this. Mm-hmm. You know, I won't be, I won't be competing with them. I'll be, be keep, I will be competing in the arthritis bunch. So we'll be okay. You know, so. Pretty much, that's now my story. And I'm with people to in hover rounds. That's wrong. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. But you know what? My goal was, Rod, was uh, me and a friend. We said we were going to open up a, um, <laughs> a, a, a a senior citizens home for motorcyclists. Oh, you the, the only way you could get in was that you were a biker, right? And what we were going to do, we were going to set up a. Uh, uh, a 500, well, no, uh, probably a 200-yard strip in the back of it um, with with lights so that so that everybody could soup up their hover around and drag race on Friday nights down <laughs> out the back of the, out the, out the, back of the nursing home because they're what? all bikers and that's what we were into a racing so they could drag race soup up they they be all day so they keep them busy and agile because yeah. they're souping up uh-huh. their hover around. Yo, putting turbos on a hover round. Listen, listen, I'll be, I'll be damned if it'll be a scene from a, you know, movie, you know, rides a movie buff. So here, appreciate this. I'll be damned if, no, no, even no, not classic, but no. When (laughs) I'll be damned, somebody's like eject those cedo (laughs) kids. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, uh, uh-uh. you got, you got, you got Grandma Lily, you got Grandma Lily and Betsy over the side taking side bets. I got a dollar on, I got a dollar on Frankie. I watched them work on that time around all week. No, everybody got biking aids. I got, I got a dollar on Big Boy because he got, he got. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was my goal though. Listen, my if. if- not if, because when, because this has to happen. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, when we get this to work, oh, <laughs> man. and I will do commentary. All oh, day. Yo, <laughs> yo. You're so down in the How come Mr. Danny ran into the front? He didn't have his glasses on. Or somebody jumped the light. He didn't have his hearing aid in. Everybody put the battery. Somebody, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. And then you see the other guys coming out to, to jump start the hover round. The hover round doing burnout. Come on, you know you USB. You know how you turn them on and we go deep enough? Somebody stole the one off the Walmart with the cart in the front with the best shit in the front. With air horns on them. With a pair of air horns on them. So we're talking about my hover round broke out, so I had to borrow the one from the Walmart. That's terrible. That's terrible. We are. It'd be towing them in. You see, hover rounds on the toe. They'd be towing them in like they towed a car. Be towing the hover rounds up to the line. Sorry, guys. Okay. Here, here rest, here rest, wait, here rest Papa Buck. He did what he loved. <laughs> and love what he did. Love what he did. Mark, stick, Mark, stick his back up in front of the hover around. Just put it next to the Wait, wait, wait. No, like wait. this. Right, right. With his colors on. With his colors on. 
That's terrible. Um, so something else I wanted to get into. Um, while while we're on the topic Sorry. of motorcycles again, no, 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 please. Giants is here to begin this episode. We need a lot. Um, but uh, so I know I don't remember if I told Rodney, but um, after Hurricane Tra- uh, Katrina hit in New Orleans, you and Others started Motorcyclists Who Cares, Motorcyclists Who Cares, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, which was a nonprofit organization to help send supplies and food and clothing and things like that down to um, down to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, as we know, Hurricane Katrina was devastating for so many people um, and you know, it's still, you know, very messed up in some parts. So my thought process or my question to you is just simply what what gave you the will and the drive to create um, that organization? Okay. <clears throat> um, I was sitting in front of the TV watching the aftermath of Katrina and they showed people on roofs, um, flooded out homes. Um, I heard about the nursing home, the hospital, and um, nothing that had ever happened in this country had hit me like that hit me. Mm. It, um, I, I sat on the bed and I cried. Um, and I called a friend of mine, Seven, um, you know, all, everybody now got a biker name. So if I, if I use names, they biker names. Cause, um, right. and, and I said, we gotta do something. I, I we gotta do something. I, I can't, I, I can't sit here and not do anything. So we said, okay, you know what? And he, he, he was in Philly. He lived in Philly at the time. I was in New York. I said, let's get together, bro. Let's get this together. Let's pull this together. So we called a couple of other people that we knew. And we just started brainstorming. What are we going to do? We can call it Motorcyclists Who Cares, blah, 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 blah. And um, um, we had a friend who worked for NBC. And we formed the organization. We formed the organization. And we, um, we um, got together and we utilized what we had in the community. We had motorcyclists that owned their own tractor trailers. We had motorcyclists that, that were lawyers and doctors and worked, you know, all kinds of anything you can imagine. So we said, we're going to pull these, these people together. And we started getting truckloads of goods from people, you know, clothing. Now, some of that we threw out because some people just emptied out all the stuff that they want to throw out. And my thing was, <clears throat> even though these people are desperate and they want stuff, yo, dude, I'm not sending nobody your stained kids t-shirt or your ripped up, greased up. I'm not doing right. it. You know, right. so, but we had, we had motorcycle trailers full of goods that we were going to pick up in Philly and Delaware and Boston and all over. So then we figured, well, how can we make this global? So we started getting people from all over the country to work in their region. You know, so we um, ended up being on um, Good Day America, Good Day, wait, Good Day America, one of those morning shows in New York, NBC, whatever the one was NBC, 
Good Morning America? Good Morning America. We ended up being on Good Morning America. And um, because the, the guy at the time, it was the weatherman used to come out on the, in front of NBC and all the people were there. Well, we yeah. had we had some of the guys pull up with bike. With, was it Al Roker? Not Al Roker. It was the white guy. So maybe it wasn't NBC. Maybe it was I forgot. Uh, but anyway, whoever. Right. We right, had right. we had um, Dan Tibbs who did custom motorcycles pull up. He had his custom motorcycle out there. They pulled it in the middle. Okay. One of the bikers he put on one of the bikers' colors and did a whole segment on us about what we were there at. They interviewed me, and so we had all these goods. Now we had trucks that were going to take them down there. We just needed some help. So I said, well, the issue is if we get these trucks down there, um, where are they going to go? Uh, my brother is a minister in New Orleans. So I said, you know what? The best way to get it through to the people is to go through the churches because the churches have a grip on what. So I contacted my brother. He put us in contacted, contact with other people. By us being at that show, I was contacted by a minister in New York. Um, who said, you know what? I was just looking on how we could do this, how we can, can get this together. So we joined forces with them. Uh, Motorcycles Who Care, we became a 501c3. Uh, we became a, a FEMA VOLAG, Volunteer Liaison Organization. Uh, we were, there was a store on Jamaica Avenue, not Jimmy Jazz. Um, anyway, yeah. the guy who owned that store, said, no, the guy that owned that store said that he would fill our trucks up as long as we had trucks rolling. Wow. And he would also give us money for gas. So we got trucks. We got guys that volunteered to drive down there. Um, the first load, we beat FEMA, the Red Cross, into Slidell, Louisiana. We were the first truckload full of goods into Slidell. Now, going down... When they got close to Louisiana, there were people that were stopping them and wasn't letting the trucks go through. We started making phone calls. We had bikers on motorcycles escorting the tractor trailers through so that they could get through. And um, when we, again, so once we started networking with the other organizations, we became the Meet the Need Network. And we supplied goods, we supplied over 12 truckloads, tractor trailer loads of goods. Now, once the clothings, <clears throat> once people didn't need clothing and stuff like that, we switched to cleaning supplies. Once we started doing the cleaning supplies, bleach, mops, those kind of things, <clears throat> then we switched over and we were doing school supplies so that they can get these kids back in school. So we met the need of the people as the needs changed. And, um, what we did in the motorcycle community, we, I used to have a charity football game. And it was, we held it in New York, we held it in Delaware, we held it in a couple of the different states where we would have these charity football games. Let me tell you, we had people that donated shirts for flag, the flag football, that donated shirts. We had people that donated um, hot dogs and hamburgers, food, you know, so that we could cook. And um, each motorcycle club or each motorcycle group that participated they, you know, paid to, to come and to play, but we were able to raise money. Well, after that, what we decided to do is recognize these groups that did so much because the motorcycle community, um, we do a lot of charitable work, 
But when you hear about it, when we were doing things, what you would hear was, oh, uh, Sharon and her, and, and her motorcycle friends. No, we're, we're a structured organization. You know, and they didn't realize how much volunteerism we did. So we, was give, we were giving black tie banquet affairs every year where we gave out um, awards for, for bikers and we had media coverage just to bring recognition to the motorcycle community. Well, um, right as we, in the midst of all of this, we got um, all of these survivors that came to New York that were in the hotels. They were in these hotels. They had small children. There was no refrigerators in the hotel rooms. So you had babies, people trying to keep milk cold on in ice buckets. And it was, they didn't have food. No one had ID. They didn't have money. So we um, were able to supply them food. Um, I was working at a motorcycle shop. My boss several times handed me $100 bills and said, go feed them, go feed them. And, you know, we would go to the Chinese restaurant and get those big tins of chicken wings and rice and, you know, just so they could eat and had had fresh milk for the babies. And and uh, we were going in there and and supplying the need. Well, um, now I'm really on a roll. I'm really on a roll. Um, 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 I was on Like It Is. I did that several, several, several um, additions on Like It Is. Um, I was on the radio talking about what we were doing. Um, I was able to get, um, I was able to get, we were able to get, and then, oh, so then when the Red Cross came in, because they had no services. So we got the Red Cross to come in and Department of Public Services and everything to come in. When they came in to these people, they were telling them, well, here's a token, go to Manhattan to get, to, you know, so you could get ID. These people from Louisiana, they don't know nothing about a subway, a train. So we said, no, 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 no. So we also, of course, uh, got a rapport with the, with the um, hotels. We set up their banquet rooms and we had the services come to them. No, you come here and do your work and get these people IDs and get them the things that they need. We were able to get to Montessori School to give scholarships to some of these children for school. We were able to get housing for them. We were able to get um, um, clothing for them. We were able, we, we got the New York City Transit Authority to give us buses to put them on a bus and we took them to a park and had a cookout so that they could relax and unwind. Who, who does that? Who gets that done? Why? Because we had bikers that were bus drivers, that were superintendents, that were, you know, that could make it happen. We just utilized the people in our network. Um, we had, well, Gil Noble liked it, that's the show I was on. So when we did so much, <clears throat> To, get, to give these people lives. We had doctors coming because some of them hadn't had medication to do free physicals and to write them prescriptions. And we were getting pharmacies to fill these prescriptions for these people. And we just did, uh, then we, I, that's where I met Bill Clinton because Bill Clinton was up in Harlem and, and he had his, his the, the Clinton Foundation and we took, took them to Harlem to meet Bill Clinton. Well, I met Bill Clinton and sat across the table. I went to Washington, D.C. And because Hillary was the senator then and met with Hillary and some of the other senators from some of the other states where they were and said, we got to get services for these people. And that's how a lot of them were able to get services because of um, that we fought for them when they were at their weakest. Not that they couldn't do, but they were at their weakest and they couldn't do. So they needed people that could do for them. And we were able, we were really able to do a lot um, for the Katrina victims. So um, 
Motorcycle Sukiyas was a, a good group of people, strong um, people. And I think uh, we let the, the world know that the motorcycle community is more than people that ride motorcycles up and down the street or, you right. know, or hellraisers or drunks or, you know, the, the sons of anarchy um, type um, people that we, we were, we're your next door neighbors. We're your right. doctors. We're your lawyers. You know, we're, we're your nurses, you know, and um, um, yeah, it was it was a good thing. It was a very, very good thing. I, I thank I thank God. And we were heavy in prayer, too, because we had a lot of ministers. We had a lot of ministers praying for us, you know, but but and and you'd be surprised what you could do with people when you pull them together for a common yeah. cause. It's amazing what amazing things we can do for sure. And, and, and that's look, my story. Yeah. And I'm sticking to it. <laughs> and just from you know son son to mom i mean you know i'm i will always be proud of you for that um you know even just being in the house and you know witnessing just some of and just a small part of of the bigger picture um was incredible and and you know i i i think i think when it comes to my drive for certain things like podcasting or you know, my love for video editing and things like that, you know, I think part of that definitely comes from you and, and, you know, your daughter. Um, you're the fruit of my loins, kid, you're the fruit of my loins. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so with that being said, this has been a great show. No. Um, <laughs> so I, I want to, uh, so talking, speaking with Rodney the other day, right? We were talking about uh -huh. topics to talk to bring up to come up with and blah blah blah. And I found out that you two have something in common that I've known that you've loved, mom, for like ever. And it goes like this: kill the wabbit, kill the kill wabbit. the wabbit, kill the oh. wabbit. Monsters lead such interesting lives. You need a permanent minor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I am a Bugs Bunny Looney Tunes fanatic. Yeah. Yes. So Ronnie, yeah. Ronnie also. I love Looney Tunes and Elmer Fudd is my favorite Looney Tunes character. I, I thought see a lot of people would jump on Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck. Oh, I I would say there's something about the Elmer Fudd. I was like, there's something about that Elmer Fudd that's very, very funny. Elmer Elmer's hilarious. Elmer's hilarious. You're the worst hunter of all time, or you just gotta just be that out there. Just listen he, yeah. to the rabbit yeah. what to do. <laughs> no, one of one of my best Bugs Bunny of all times was when he ran into Wiley Coyote. Mm -hmm. Let me introduce myself. Wiley Coyote, super genius. Oh man. I mean, that was just let me tell let me tell you right how bad it was. I have a group of friends that love Bugs Bunny. We used to come to my house, boil crabs. And if it was a Saturday, we were watching, remember when they used to have the martial arts movies on Saturdays? Mm -hmm. We would cook all the crabs and even watch martial arts movies, or we'd be down in my basement watching Bugs Bunny because I had everything on VHS. And we'd be watching, but, but we all knew dialogue. We're grown now, grown. I'm talking about grown people. I'm not talking about kids because Bugs was absolutely amazing. People don't understand what he did and how smart he was, and they don't Genius, understand, you know. Yeah. And, but but 
the thing was, it really wasn't a kid's cartoon. Because some of the things Bug said was like, and you know, they killed the one, they killed the one when he was in blackface. And I didn't think there was anything wrong with that, but they killed that one, you know. So, that was the Robert Downey Jr. of Looney Tunes. Like, yeah, yeah, that moment. But he was, he was, you know, from 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 playing, from being an orchestra leader and playing in the Philharmonic to, you know, I mean, he did everything. So he was hilarious. He was funny. All of them were funny. Um, um, I like Marvin the Martian. Yo, Marvin was hilarious too. You know, so between Elmer and Marvin, Daffy got on my nerves after a while. After a while, I'm like, let's just do him in, yo. Just do him in. Oh, I knew I should have turned right at Albuquerque, but, um, yeah, that look, Daffy. I I still think there's to me like the the best skit, the best two skits with Daffy was Duck Tracy. Duck Tracy I'm was a, good. I'm a rub you out. And um and Duck Dodgers in the twenty first Duck Dodgers half century. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. two by far are the greatest duck, uh, Daffy Duck uh ones. Well, that in uh Duck Season, Rabbit Course. Season, Duck Season, Rabbit Season. Elmer season, yeah, and of course Space yeah. Jam because you know you got the greatest soundtrack of all time. Fight me. No, I don't, I don't know if you guys are ever able to go to the museum and move an image. Not yet. I want to go so bad. Tune exhibit that yeah. I got lost. Um, and they show you the original drawings and the, the why. Wow. And, See, I could. And, yeah. And it's right, right down there by Steinway, right off of Steinway. Mm -hmm. Demo moving image. Steinway and Broadway, uh, a block away from Broadway, next to the movie theater, right by the movie theater. Right by the. But you know, but you know, 30th. but you know what? The um, I had a varsity jacket with the Chanel letters with all the Looney Tune characters, mm -hmm. and they stole my jacket when when I moved to Georgia. They stole my jacket, and you can't you can't get them anymore because they had used to have the Warner Brothers stores. Yep. And you could get all the Warner Brothers stuff. And I and I saved money and bought that Chanel jacket. That was a bad jacket. Yeah. I remember when W when Warner Brothers partnered with the Gap and my sister went yes. there time. And they had Gap um um, um jumpers and yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh wait, wait, wait. Keep talking about that be right back. something gotta show you. Uh, oh, oh. They, got, they, got, they had the jean jackets with tags on it. They had the jump, the jumpers, the Oscars jump. Y'all, y'all nineties baby, yep. y'all know we all wore yep. one. I had well, a I didn't. Well, I, well, I remember. Yeah. I remember the no, but remember when we were growing up, it was Lot Twenty Nine. Lot Twenty Nine was the one that had the deals with with Looney Tunes, and they were everywhere. Rough. The jeans, the jeans, the jeans were all over the place. We used to wear, and then they had the jean jackets. Yo, the jackets yep. were fire. I'm the jackets were crazy. It was so good. And look, people used to look. That was the style back then. We used to wear jeans with Looney Tunes characters on. Yeah, yep, absolutely. If I, I did still that, wear jeans with Looney Tunes characters on them. I did that today. You know what they would do? Look wow. at that. That's, that's cool. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're only listening to this. Oh, um, man. It's so cool. It's, a, it's an amazing <laughs> shirt of bugs. Um, <laughs> well, that's a cigar he has. Uh huh. With it, with the robe on, he got his robe on. He's chilling. That's hilarious. But you know, but look, look what's on the back. Wait, hold on. You got a lip. There you go. Uh, Tweety. Tweety. 
<laughs> Side note, Tweety's a boy, just so y'all know. Yeah, um, like, I don't understand why people are so confused about this. Uh, Kyle, what did you voice. say, Kyle? What did you say? Wait a minute, hold on. Tweety's a Hey, lot 29. <laughs> but uh I, I yeah. wanted to I wanted to bring up the, the Looney Tunes connection because you know that that was that was you know outside of all the other cartoons that I watched and you know I watched a whole hell of a lot. Looney Tunes, you know, was what was one of the ones that like really started my journey into is the nerd culture, you know what I mean? Um, and I was baby, baby, like I was literally born into it. Um, so yeah, you had no very, choice. Yeah, yeah, no. it's no like choice. it's like you know, my daughter with you know wrestling or Sonic. Like the little girl didn't have a choice, you know what I mean? She yeah. has you have Spider Man. Or you in no music? You are going to watch Kyle, this. No, <laughs> Kyle, do you remember Kyle? What was the first song you learned how to sing? Fire. Mm-hmm. By Ohio players. I used to, he was a little boy. He used to stand on my feet in the kitchen when I was cooking. He had to be, oh God, a year old, two years. And we would dance and I would go, fire. Fire. The way you walk and talk. That's how he learned to walk. My son didn't walk normal. He walked like this. Fire. Grooving. Grooving. Don't judge me. Oh, you know. Hey, hey, listen. No, this, well, I I know your parents, so you were doing the same damn, listen, damn near the culture, same baby. thing. It's the culture. This is what we do. <laughs> People don't, they don't understand. Like, we, we, um, we different. <laughs> so, right, right. You know, seriously, seriously. Um, It was, oh, man, it was something else I wanted to bring up. Rod, did you have anything else you wanted to bring up? I'm, I'm blanking out. Well, I, the the Looney Tunes connection was a was a was a big thing to me because I know how much of a cartoon and TV fan you are, and I'm the mu- music and movie guy. But when it came mm-hmm. down to cartoons and TV, um, and I just said, you know what, when you when you would tell your story on the show, when we personally have conversations all the time, and we mm-hmm. talk about the level of discipline that you were taught, and and yeah. how to carry yourself, and how to mm-hmm. <laughs> how to have self-respect but also respect for others that's and we talked about how that's missing in a lot of households today I was t- and i was built a, i was built the same way but not on the same level as you were like as far as the practices and things that you were taught and learn and when we talk about tv shows like look look we actually can have a little fun in our life even though our parents taught us these principles our right. parents were some mean, angry people that told us sit down in the corner, do your work, then hit us in the hand with rulers. No, we had fun. No, and they hit us with hands. No, <laughs> we got out of line. We got talk about, talk about this, the definition of I will put hands on you. Like, oh, yeah, talk about, yeah, talk about try Jesus, not me, because I know these right. hands, yeah. you know. Yeah, I didn't even get, I didn't even get try Jesus. I just got boy, <laughs> like, all right, okay, I'm sorry to do it. Listen, my mom could throw anything she could grab. Yeah, chunklers. Yep, yep, yep. You know what? But Kyle, Kyle, Kyle was really easy because there's one thing in the world he hated more than anything else: make him stand in the corner. And you could make Kyle stand in the corner. He would lose it. He would lose it. He would like he like collapse. He like he he probably would have preferred a spanking and to stand in the corner. Kyle, go stand in the corner. Yo, him in that corner. At least, at least, look, look. At least with a with a a spanking or a whooping, whatever you want to call it. At least with that, 
there's some type of action involved. Like there's some type of <laughs> like I might have not liked Most the excitement, <laughs> but it was there, right? Instead of just standing there looking at looking at a white wall, a white corner, trapped in my own head. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm okay. No, absolutely not. I don't want to be trapped in my own head now. So <laughs> okay. So I'm good on that one. I, 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 but you but you know, we used to do things like, and this is what I was telling, I had this conversation with someone about, I used to cook in the kitchen. And when I cooked, we would bring out the game of life and play the game yes. of life while yeah. I was cooking, you know, yeah. or we would play cards. I said, I taught yeah. my kids how to count because we played cards. My kids, my kids were blackjack. My kids could count and add to 21 before they went to school because we played blackjack sitting at the kitchen table or run me 500, you know, right. or, and, and, and they had, um, um, I think hearts, diamonds, and I don't think they call them clubs, they call them puppy's feet. Did y'all call them puppy's feet? You know, I mean, we, but, but we I would. Know, I always called them clubs. I had no choice. You, you guys were card. Yeah, but we were but they, but they were, right. But, but my kids could play Rummy 500 and knew the colors. And even if they didn't know, even if they didn't know, um, queen or king they'd be q and k so they yeah, knew those letters yeah. if they didn't know all 26 they need they need they knew a j k you know so but that's what we did as a family um like i tell kids when, when by the time i went to kindergarten i knew my five times tables why because we played in the street and we played a game where you counted 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. When we played tide and go see, you know, we got to 100. Anybody around my base is it? I mean, when we jump rope, we counted by twos. When we did, you know, so kids not doing those things, I think is another issue why, 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 why we have the issues we had here. And kids be outside. And if they got into a little scrap and came in house talking about Johnny punch me, did you punch him back? No, but the mama didn't go outside talk about why you hit my son. You hit, yo, you know, you know why? Because the next day they were playing again. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Um, you yeah. leave them alone. And if yeah. it got if it got serious, my pops used to be. This is my time. This is how my my pops would go. My mom would let my pops handle situations like this, but my father would bring me outside if it was something serious. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. It was getting on me. He'd be like, yo, listen, you better whoop his ass or I'm whooping your ass. Yeah, yeah. Well, my my mother, my 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 mother used to. Yep, my mother used to say. Yep, my mother used to say. Now, 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 Sharon, you don't hit people because I was the only girl, but I was the fighter. I fight anybody, any size, any. I didn't care. I didn't care. I fight teenage people. It didn't matter. Roll up on me, and I was a fighter. Dudes, ladies, pit bulls. I was a Taurus. I had a bad temper. I fight. So my mother used to say, now don't you hit anybody, don't you hit anybody, but if they hit you, if they hit you, you can fight back, right? My father used to say, baby girl, come here. He said, if that fight looks inevitable, you hit first because that first lick counts. <laughs> that's, right. that, that's, that that's what, count, that's what she used to teach me. That's, what, that's yep. exactly what she told me. If, first lick counts. If you, if you can count. avoid it. Avoid it. Yeah, okay. like, period. If you can avoid it, do it. But if, if you don't have a choice, you're not just going to sit there and and let yourself get beat up. So the problem for me, and, and I'll just tell the story super quick, was in martial arts when I was younger, I used to back up when we used to spar a lot. Like consistently just back away from the fight because I am not Run. a fighter. I can fight, 
Don't get me wrong. He ran. But, uh, damn, huh? Like, so I had to tell you. Tell you the whole thing. No, but truth. <laughs> so help me God. No, they ain't nobody. Ain't nobody. Do you plan to tell the truth? The whole truth? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You have a, a court of public opinion? Um, oh, God, your, defense, your defense. I wasn't a runner, but I was a person that did not like conflict. Yeah. So if, if yeah. I, I try to avoid it, but I was the type of person, if I got slapped, I'm going to hit you back. And it's hard yeah. to cut that. I have a very short fuse. So it's hard for you to put that fire out now. Because yeah. you already got it started, and I have my father's temper, so it's yeah. like I gotta. I, it's hard to put that back in the box. So he knew that, and for you, you you didn't like conflict. So it's I was you running. It. it wasn't even. But I'm gonna tell you. But I'm. But I'm gonna tell you what. My son didn't like conflict, and for a long time, for a long time, the kids in the in the martial arts studio was beating him up. Right, beating him up. Run him from one side. Wait, to wait, the hold side. on, wait, 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 hold on one second, hold on one second. Can we please preface it with the fact that when she let says me, let me, me up, like they weren't like black eyes. No, they weren't. Like they weren't. They weren't. Like, yeah, they weren't. They weren't pounding him in the ground. This oh, is. Right. This is. No, but this is. Wait, wait, hold on. Let me explain. First of all, for those people that don't know That's the martial arts, the everybody, everybody had gear on, and these were kids throwing punches. It was not like you know he was on the ground getting pummeled or stomped. Okay. However, however, let me tell the truth now. However, okay, there was a point in time when a switch went off in my son's head. I don't know where that switch went off, but when that switch went off in his head, let me tell you something. This boy was outstanding. When I tell you hit him, you couldn't even get near him. Okay, because before you went to set up the thrower punch, he had kicked you three, four times. Blah, 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 blah. Or punch, blah, 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 blah. The boy got to be nasty. He was, and Kyle was winning competitions. Okay, winning martial arts competitions because the boy was nasty. When I tell you, um, he was at, yeah, but there was a, gr a group of them, a group of four of them that were, it turned out being dynamic. But I, when I tell you, we were at a competition and my, and my son was, 12? No. 13, maybe? 13? Yeah, 13? Yeah, I don't think he were in, in high school yet. But anyway, um, he was fighting this kid, and he sidekicked this kid. When I tell you this kid went flying out of the ring, when I tell you the kid literally, you know how you see those 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 movies where the people get hit and they go mm -hmm. like this and their feet are up in it? It was just like that. This like kid's feet were up. And like go through the window. His like feet were up in the air. He hit this kid with a side kick, kicked that kid across the friggin' room. Everybody, everybody in the tournament just went, ooh. <laughs> it's like everybody got quite was like, ooh. Because this kid went flying. And it was so fast and so sweet and so nice that no one could even even it was just like breathtaking. It was like something you saw at, at a out of a out of a Jet Li movie, you know, it was really kind of crazy. But he came into his own. So those of you that are out here that heard me talk about my son get beat up, do not try him. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Okay, Listen, don't look, look, look. try think, Jesus, I mean, not Kyle G. Okay, because <laughs> he taught him hands. Okay, <laughs> my, my bones might feel 73, but adrenaline does a lot to a brother. All right, so don't hey. do it. Look, no, you know so. Built different. <laughs> built, built, that's right. Built different. You know. And oh, but I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. We we're way off track. 
But I have to bring up no, the Montgomery Sweet Tea Party of August oh, 2023. Man. <laughs> Let's do Look, I, I, I never won a chant ECW so hard in my life. <laughs> man, my man was in the water like Michael Phelps. Aquaman. Wait, hold on. Wait, he said there was a meme that had like Star Wars and then it had all the different names they were calling him. I was crying. Or the one that had him was dressed like Aquaman. But that kid was yeah, 16. Aquaman. Okay. Yeah, he was part, so, of, yeah. He was part of a row crew. <laughs> yeah, I, I listen. But he was also, he, was, he also worked on that ship. So that's why he jumped off. Because it looked like he jumped from the dock. He was on the ship. So for those of people that don't have know the whole story, the ship was pulling into the dock. And the, those boats were docked there. Now, the guy who was over there was not security. He was one of the captains off the ship. And he got off to tell everybody to move. So the other, the other boats that were docked there moved out the way. But, but John Boy and his pontoon crew that if they're not on the pontoon, they out mudding and, and gigging. And if you all don't know what gigging is, that's when they take a long stick and, and, and get frogs, okay? Um, because they don't had too much bud light. Um, um, they were, they, they, they um, wouldn't move. And he asked them that they move because the boat was going to dock. Because if you ever see the video, the, the, the band that's on the boat, because it was a party boat, is going, move out the way, move that boat, blah, 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 blah. And people were singing and stuff and having a good time. Well, they decide they want to jump the brother, but when he threw that hat in the air, that bat signal up in the air. So yep. the majority the, of those people that were the, the, <laughs> the rat signal. <laughs> yeah. So the, so when they when he threw that up in the air, and what happened was most of those people that you saw fighting were 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 his friends. They were crew members. They were like, We're not gonna let our boys get beat up like that. Yeah. We're not gonna yeah. let them get beat up. And and they said, oh, that guy hit that woman, the one that got thrown in the water. They said the guy, that wasn't a guy that was a woman. That was the one because she got fired. for th She didn't get fired for fight. She got fired for throwing her in the water. But um, that was a woman that threw her in the water. So the guy who hit the lady with the chair that everybody was so upset with, well, if you ever see the video, she, he was fighting her husband. And she, and she came over and was hitting on him. Right, she was beating on him. So after, after he, after yeah, he took the chair, did, did y'all see Vicky Smiley do the chair with the interview with the yes. chair? Yep, yep. <laughs> he blacked out. He blacked out. Wait, he said it though. He was like, he said, he said, he was like, yeah. Well, you hit the guy with it. You know, you hit that lady with the chair. What do you think? He was like, nothing. <laughs> She's in it. She, she came in a way. Like, oh, she man. wasn't, though, because he knew who she was. But yeah. he didn't realize that the sisters had already tapped her up. The sisters had already tapped her up. She'd been tapped up by the sisters. So he didn't see that she had already been tapped up by the sisters. I'm not condoning what he did. But first of all, if that had been a true metal chair, it would have broke her friggin' neck. That was yeah. a plastic, white plastic chair. Right. Cause you even heard him when he hit it. Was a white. It was. It's like getting hit with one of them whistle ball bats. Yeah. You ain't really doing. You get somebody off of you, but you ain't doing no damage. Yep. Ain't doing no damage. Even though white people do have thinner skull count variants than black people, but you ain't doing no damage. I, I wanted to say this about the situation that it may. As soon as I saw it, I felt a kind of way about it. Not about somebody getting hit. 
But in the chaos that ensued, it was the first time in a very long time that I saw black people come together. Unity. Yeah. U-N-I-T-Y. And yes. There's a, there's a statement that was made by J. Edgar Hoover year, 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 years, years ago, where J. Edgar Hoover once said, the most dangerous thing to America is the unification of African To black people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Absolutely. That goes to show you, that was just a little taste of if we all band together and if we're right. going to go and get stuff in our communities, what we can do. Yeah. Absolutely. We, we can truly do incredible things. And what, what we don't understand if, <clears throat> you're absolutely right, if all those people would band together, we all band together and vote we get in who we want to get in. If if everybody, you know what? Everybody's worrying about gun control, and they say that. And I and and I'm a gun owner. I'm I'm a licensed concealed carry in the state of Florida. Okay, so roll up on a sister. Gotcha. Um, but um, but my son's like, oh my god. Um, but I don't believe. I don't believe. I don't. I don't. I don't believe that anyone in this country needs to own an assault weapon unless you want to kill people. You just don't need it. You just, I'm not saying you shouldn't carry your handguns. I'm saying you don't need an assault weapon. Okay. But if we want to ban assault weapons, all we have to do is get a hundred thousand black men to go out and buy AR-15s and they're going to ban assault weapons. Absolutely. That's all you got to do. Look at what happened for a history lesson. Look what happened in Oakland with the Panthers. Same thing happened with the Panthers. The minute those guys took arms, all of a sudden these guns were banned in, in, in California. So, you know, sometimes we don't understand our own strength and our own power as a people. Um, I, I believe I've shown that via motorcycles and kids, what our strength and power could do, uh, differences and changes we can make. And that's what we have to do. And what we have to do now as as young, young, you guys come up as younger generation is make sure you talk to your peers and make sure they instill in their children, because my time is coming gone. You know, I have more years behind me than I do in front of me right now. So my years to get in the trenches and fight. Not that I'm not going to support y'all, but my years are done. It's your time now to get in the trenches. And you guys have to instill in the, in the upcoming um, youth that are coming up what their power is and that we have to recognize what our power is as a people and be proud of who we are as a people. If the schools, especially, you know, I'm here in, in, in the sanctimonious land, if the schools won't teach Black history, that's okay. Teach it in your home. When, yeah. when, when, when I was growing up, my mother, I could not do a report. Um, I could not do a book report. I could not do any, any reports in history. You know how teachers say write a report on so-and-so. My mother would not let me do any of that unless it was on someone black. Mm. Um, back in the day, uh, Johnson Publication, which did Ebony Magazine, they used to put out a black encyclopedia that we had in our house. Yeah. Okay. With, with every black person in it and everything. And so we have to start doing it with our children. When our children have to write a report in school, let them do it on a black person. Let them, let them do it on. I don't know if Kyle remembers this. Kyle, do you remember Kyle had to write a report on, on music 
And I think you did it on Miles Davis, didn't you? I definitely did. He did he did a report on Miles Davis because the, the teacher told him to write a report on classical music. And um the teacher I, I don't did he fail you or give you a D? He didn't give Kyle a good grade. I don't he didn't know. give Kyle he didn't give time. Kyle a good he didn't give Kyle a good grade. Okay. And I went up to the school. I don't even know if Kyle ever knew this, but I had a conversation with this this teacher. And I said to him, he said, well, it, it was it was a report on classical music. And I said, and he did it on classical music. I said, you're, you said for him to do a report on classical music. You did not say European classical music. And as a and as a African-American child growing up in America, Miles Davis and jazz is his classical music. Absolutely. I said, so he did it on American classical music. Now, if you wanted Bach or Beethoven, you needed to be specific. So when you grade him, grade him on the fact that he did a report on classical music. Now, if you want to grade penmanship or grade um, punctuations, that's fine. But understand that my son is going to do things that are relevant to him because that's the life he has to lead. Yeah, and he changed Kyle's grade, period. Absolutely. But that's what we have to do as a people. That's what we have to start doing now. I, I don't care. You talk about CRT. I don't care about CRT because I'm going to make sure that my children know what's going on about some systemic racism. Now, do the right. white counterparts need to know? Yeah. But if we write a report and we got to sit up there and read that report in front of the class, guess who's going to know? Yes. Sometimes, sometimes you got to go to back door to get to people. You know, if there's a wall put up, in, here's my philosophy. If you put a wall up in front of me, I'm going to try to go through it. If I can't go through it, I'm going to try to go around it. If I can't go around it, I'm going to go over it. But I'm getting I'm getting through that wall, period. Yeah, for sure. And that's what and that's what we have to do. That's what we have yeah. to do. Definitely. And, and, I, and I, I rest my case. <laughs> well, look, uh, we have come to the end of the show. Um, Mother, is there anywhere that you would want people to follow you or not? Um, well, you know what? I'm getting ready to um, um, start a, uh, a podcast on dancing. And um, as soon as I get that information on, I'll come back on for a quick five seconds if you guys are have me, and we'll talk Absolutely. more about that. Okay, I'll, so I'll we're going to talk you know, because a whole promo because gotcha. I am um, I am when I go to competitions, um, I'm I feel like a, a fly in a jar of buttermilk. Let's put it that way. Mm. But I'm a good fly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> help me, help me. Um so uh if Rod's a movie bucks, he knows where that came from. Help me, mm -hmm. help me. Um so um but anyway, but anyway, um I, I can be you know what last time you said that and I told y'all all wrong. My Instagram is Lady Ninja underscore five six. And that's all I remember. It's right. That's we'll it, right? It. Um, <laughs> that yeah, yeah. I don't know. So we'll make sure uh, all of her, um, excuse me, all of her handles and places you can find her are in the description. Uh, Rod, tell me where they can find you, girl. You can find me on underscore Rod underscore Binks 
Oh, Rod underscore Rod underscore Binks at Instagram and at Rod Rod Binks on Twitter. And you can follow me uh, at Mr. Marvel 87, both on Instagram and Twitter. Also, the Four Corners Commentary are back. We will be doing bi-weekly shows, so you can go to YouTube.com backslash the Council of Commentary. Also, we got to give a big shout-out to the CBD Media, which is the new network that we are on, and the Four Corners Commentary. The Four Corners of Commentary are proudly a part of. So, shout out to all our team at the CBD Media. Um, this will be posted on Podbean. It's a it's a, a different angle, um, a different angle. Podbean.com either sometime this weekend, but it will definitely be on CBD Media or the CBD Network on all of your streaming platforms Saturday, which as of this will be tomorrow. Um, so definitely be on the lookout for that uh, or, you know, we're, they're updating it. So I believe right now we're actually on episode seven or eight. So they're catching up. They're catching up. Um, Mom, thank you so much. Love you, hon. Love you, you too, lad. Love you too. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, and uh, number one, if, if they really want to reach me, they can go through you, Car. <laughs> that's true, too. Uh, but but don't message me. So uh, stay. <laughs> um, also, make sure you follow us on ADA Pod Twenty Twenty Three, both on Instagram and Twitter and Tread. So stay positive, Rod. Hit him with. If you're looking for a different angle, we're the guys to give it to you. It's been a different angle podcast, guys. We love you. Peace. I'll make them all see that there I could be anything I want to be. If you got a dream, then you need persistence and lots of belief. Yeah. Yo, don't take that Negative energy, I replace that I just wanna be me, I don't fake that I just wanna be free, yeah, chase that I got a new obsession It's helping and teaching and giving everyone a lesson It's living and winning and building something that's impressive I don't wanna do the same thing, I wanna be progressive Got a lot of dreams that I make come true Got a lot of things that I wanna do Got a lot of goals that I wanna prove And there's not a lot of time, so I gotta make moves